summertime is right around the corner, and for many churches, summer brings a change in attendance patterns as well as a shift in programs and ministry models. Today, we're talking about how to communicate with your congregation throughout the summer months to help keep people connected. Hey there, Church Communicator. Welcome to the Church Juice Podcast, where we are energizing church communications one 20-minute episode at a time. Whatever your title or role is at your church, this show is designed to give you the communication and marketing tools, resources, and even community to help you be successful. My name is Brian Haley, and I'm joined, as always, by my incredible co-host, Jeanette Yates. Hey, Jeanette. Oh, my goodness. Brian, when you were going through that intro, I noticed that you said something slightly different. What did I say? say? You said community. Which Do is I not normally say word. that? I don't know. Maybe normally I'm looking at my notes trying to figure well, out what I'm supposed to say next. <laughs> what's funny is right before we started recording this episode, we talked about we have little sections that are scripted, right? So I was mentioning how... I like to look at the camera and not right. at the script, but I can never memorize the scripted areas. So that has that little community section has been in the script probably every episode ever, but I would assume I just don't ever remember to say it. So. Or maybe I just we, when you when you've done I don't know how many seasons now we've done together. <laughs> A few episodes. The parts that we know are coming or that we know that we say every week, we may yeah. I may kind of zone out for a second. But <laughs> for I'm sure. back. I'm back with you guys. No. Hey, we <laughs> all have short attention spans, right? That's right. But community is really important to what we do here yes. at Church Juice. You know, one of the things that I think makes this Church Juice program ministry unique and different is that it really is simply a community. We're not selling anything. We're not like pushing anything. We're really just here as a service and support to you, the church leader, church communicator. So, so community is critical to what we do. That's kind yeah. of kind of how we win. That's kind of like, our thing. Yeah. It's kind of the, the it's kind of what we do. That's right. But today we are not talking specifically about community for you, the church leader or church communicator, but we are talking about summertime, which leads to community, of course. But right. for many churches, like Jeanette talked about, for many churches, there is a a shift big or small in attendance patterns, in like the programming that happens throughout the week and month. So summertime just brings a different routine and rhythm to how we do church often. So today we're talking about what that means because summer is right around the corner. And for a lot of churches, Mother's Day or Memorial Day uh, here in the U.S., that really brings in that kind of shift toward toward that summer rhythm or routine. So yeah, so we're talking about how to how to keep people connected during the summer and give you some some things to think about. So we're actually talking about the ABCs of summertime communication today. I love a little word language kind of connection point with our topic. So <laughs> alliteration, ABCs, love all those things. So right. the first thing we're going to talk about, and this is just kind of something, we just need to hit this. It is a thing, is we, as church leaders, as church communicators, we need to just accept that the shift happens. That's it's right. a big shift for some churches. For others, it's a small shift. People are just going on their different vacations <clears throat> and things. But either way, there's that shift, and we just need to accept it for what it is and move on. <laughs> well, and it's okay to embrace that, too. We talk a lot about how gathering as the church is important, but that doesn't neglect the rest of what happens in life, right? So um, so allowing people the time to to rest or to spend time as a family during the summer when rhythms change. Like 
that's an okay thing to do. And it's okay for the church to embrace that as well and realize that attendance on Sundays throughout the year is changing. People attend right. less frequently. So summertime may kind of uh, exasperate that, but it's still happening throughout the year. And so summer gives us an opportunity to kind of accept what's happening in a quick, you know, three month, whatever time span and really just to embrace that and help people live into that new rhythm that they that they are doing, even if it's just for a season there. Well, and you can also think about this as an opportunity to teach the people in your church that worship, while we love that corporate worship that happens in our church services on Sunday mornings or whenever you have you're having your service, that worship can happen in your home, in your hotel room, on vacation, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is, you know, one of the things that you can do is communicate to your congregation ways that they can worship together. Uh, in their homes, with their families, when they're on the go, when they're in a different routine for summer, that it's still okay to gather in that small family group and worship. Or maybe, you know, my neighborhood, (laughs) I have a lot of people from my church that live in my neighborhood. It's like, (laughs) even though, so, you know, we could even gather. But I think, you know, educating and reminding and giving some resources for families and friends to gather in their homes or gather when they're on vacation together is a good is a good idea and kind of fun. Well, that's a really important aspect to think about too on a larger scale because worship does happen outside of the church building or outside of Sunday morning, right? Helping families or helping households to create healthy at home or wherever they're at, help them create those worship habits or family discipleship habits throughout the week. Mm-hmm. is really, it, it should be an important part of what the church is doing in general. So knowing that people are going on vacation, families are traveling throughout the summer, gives you, the church, the opportunity to help families think about and create those healthy habits at home. And maybe maybe that's something as simple as, you know, encouraging people to pray at dinner together mm-hmm. or, you know, starting small like that. But there's tons of ways that we can, as the church, kind of help people as they head into summer mode, really develop those habits and be more be more healthy in that way as well. But it's also, you know, from a communication aspect, communication can be pretty difficult during the summer because people are less connected, generally speaking. So as we communicate during the summer and we as we accept those that shift in summer habits, I think for the communicator, it's really important to think about what is the one or two most important things that you want your personas, your target audiences, what should they know throughout the summer? Maybe that's an event, maybe that's a series, maybe, I don't know, whatever it is in your church, but rather than throwing everything at people, really focus on what is the most important for people to know during the summer and really focus your communication in that as well. I want to bring up one more thing. It's not on our list. But this, I was thinking about this. When we think about the shift in summer habits and the shift in our summer schedule at church, things change. We don't. We might not have the same Sunday school classes and things like that. I think, um, and church communicator, I know you're not always in charge of this. I see you. But if we can encourage all of our ministries to know what each other Mm. are doing for their (laughs) the ministry that they're leading, that will be helpful in communicating. So, just a quick example would be like. The children's minister 
children's director, VBS coordinator does not want to schedule VBS when the youth are on their mission trip. Why? Because we want those youth to be volunteers right. for the mission trip. Right. So, <laughs> so little things like that. A lot of times during the year, we, you know, our ministries get into their programming rhythm and they may not always be communicating very well. That happens in churches all the time. I know it. Um, we know it. But if it, you know, if we can work together, then I think that helps. First of all, it'll help you as a communicator. Absolutely. You'll not be so stressed out. But also it'll help provide support and encouragement for the other ministry leaders because they need those, <laughs> they need those youth to volunteer. They need the men's ministry to be a part of something that another ministry might be doing, et cetera. So just a little brief like scheduling thing that is also kind of important to think about during the summer. A few episodes ago, we talked about creating a central calendar. So we'll link to that in the show notes as well, because if you didn't listen to that episode, that's a great way to kind of think through how do we organize all of this together uh, throughout the summer. So a couple of quick ideas to help you accept this shift in summer habits and help families or households create habits at home for worship or for staying connected throughout the summer. One idea that you, that you created, Jeanette, was to create summer devotionals. Where have you seen that successful? What does that look like? Well, so I think one of my friends, uh, Tom Pounder, who runs does some digital min- ministry things, and he uh, he talks about using you know texting for summer devotional series. So that's really you know, an easy way to just keep people connected. You can create a series, they can opt into it. You can send text or email or both, or even a video, like watch this video here kind of thing. That's really easy. But when I was looking at our notes for today, seeing that summer devos thing just popped in my head, something really cool. I'm going to try to be quick, but 14 years ago, I mean, it was a long time. Actually, maybe almost 20 years ago now, because I it was when my kids were babies and I have a 19-year-old. So we, at my women's Bible study, you know, we took a break in the summer because we, you know, our kids were going to be home from school, all these things. So we took a break in the summer, but we still wanted to stay connected. So instead of going to that weekly Bible study every week for the three months of summer, our our leader said, hey, what if we just did like, and she called it summer salads. Okay, summer salads, we'll have a little, you know, we'll bring some, like it was a covered dish, you know, you bring your little, little whatever you want to eat, we all come together. Well, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, it could be like a fruit salad or, you know, whatever. No, just a little light dinner, you know, we're not, (laughs) it's not a smorgasbord. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway... And, and then she would do a talk one, one week and we only did it for like four weeks. So like just in June, so four weeks, Sunday nights, come up there or Wednesday nights, come up there, eat a little salad, listen to a talk from one of our, you know, the pastor's wife came one time, our Sunday school leader did one time. And then, you know, we had, well, long story short, it started with the 15, 25 women that were in the Bible study that were showing up to these summer salads. Brian, hold on to your hats because I'm about to tell you, by the time that it got to its heyday, we were hosting 300 women and we were having people just like regular Joe Jeanette, which I did give a talk one time, you know, people from our church that had experienced something that we were going to share, you know, we wanted to share. But then Lisa Turkhurst from Proverbs 31 Ministries, she gave a little talk one time. All right. 
So, you know, we had people coming in and it just got to be a big experience. And again, we were keeping it simple. By this time, we weren't all bringing covered dishes. We were just catering the salad from Panera or wherever. (laughs) But we had, you know, and that easy, like no pressure. You don't, it's not a Bible study. You don't have to study anything to show up. You just show up, you get encouraged. You have a little salad, maybe a little quiche, a little dessert. Boom, boom, boom. Hung out with your friends, little girls night on your way. You could come to all of them or come to just one. So it was just a really easy. So, you know, we're talking about like that ended up being a lot of production, but at the same time, it was perfect for what our community needed at the time, Mm. which was just something fun to do. No planning on their part to show up, you know, and that kind of thing. So anyway, I just wanted I to share that great. story because it reminded me of like the diff- the ways things shift in the summer. Okay. So that's that's A, <laughs> right? Except- I know. We got B and C, but we'll, we'll, we'll make them fast. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. So accept the shift in summer habits. Let's move to B. B is become less Sunday-centric. So like I said a few minutes ago, people are attending less frequently. They don't, on average, attend more than probably once a month. But in the summer, that is often you know, kind of exasperated a little bit because people are on vacation. So, so our plan in communication really all year should become to, should be to become less Sunday centric. But throughout the summer, we know that we have this condensed period where people are off uh, traveling and doing different things. So we really need to focus our communication outside of Sunday morning. So if you are relying on, you know, stage announcements and the bulletin, and what's happening on Sunday to keep people connected, you are missing a ton of people. Even if they're watching online, you're still missing out on a huge segment of your congregation. So becoming less Sunday-centric helps you keep people connected throughout the summer when they're traveling. Um, So what does that look like? Well, I think, you know, and we kind of talk about this all the time, like you said, because we're always encouraging people to use multiple platforms to communicate. Remember, though, we talk about this too, but you know, any social platform that you have, you do not own that, <laughs> that attention, right? So the platform could shut down anytime. So yes, we encourage you to use social, uh, repurpose your Sunday content to be on social media, things like that. But also know that your email list and your text list and your mailing addresses are also perfectly good uses of of getting uh, content out there. So, yeah. you know, in addition to saying something on Sunday, you're going to want to, you know, put it on social media. You might also send it out in an email, text it, or variations of that. So I think it's very important to use multiple platforms. And then don't be afraid, like, aren't people, like, we've said this 10 times, you know, we said it on Sunday and then we sent an email out and then we sent a text out and then we put it on Instagram. Like, aren't they going to be sick of seeing all this? Well, the chances are they haven't seen it all. Right. So, you know, (laughs) they haven't seen it all. So one of those things they're going to see and feel free to do it multiple times. So don't send one text out, send two, you know, maybe you send a couple of emails out, put it on your website, those things that, and then like we said in the last one, you know, only tell them what they need to know. You don't have to tell them everything. Tell them what they need to know for the moment or for the month or or whatever. But feel free to say it. I think we've talked about this before where it's like somebody has to see or hear something seven to nine times before it actually sinks in their brain. So, you know, feel free to say it multiple times in multiple places. 
Yeah, one way that I think churches can, or communicators can really embrace this omni-channel approach to the Sunday sermon is to cut the sermon down into bite-sized chunks and use that on social media, use it, you know, send it through email throughout the week, but really kind of deliver that content that you have every Sunday, chunk it into smaller portions, send it out. That's a great way to help people think, you know, to stay connected, to hear important parts of the message even if they're not able to listen to the whole thing, they can get it throughout the week and through different channels where they may be consuming content otherwise. Are we ready to move on to the last of the ABCs? Do it. I think we might be. So the last C, and actually Brian and I were kind of debating on this, so maybe y'all could chime in, actually. The last C is connecting or connect with your people during the summer. That's what we want you to do. But I also think it's about community. So maybe we're both right, but you can chime in um, in the comments on the YouTube or if you're in our Facebook group, let us know. Is it a, is the ABCs of summer commu- uh, summer communication, is, it, is the last one connect or community? So really what we want to do is in all of this, remember that the purpose of you switching things up, creating different types of content, creating different types of activities or devotionals, it is not for you to get your message necessarily out or get, you know, to broadcast or push out the information that you need people to know. Mm-hmm. The purpose is, that's important. I mean, that's part of it. Like that's, you know, <clears throat> people need to know information. But the goal is to stay connected, to keep people in community so they don't feel isolated, alone, like they're just untethered as they shift their schedules and their plans for the summer. So just trying to think like, not like, wouldn't it be cool if we did blank? Well, it might be cool, but is it what they, is it what your congregation and your community, is it what they they need? Is it what they're asking for? Will it make sense for them? Is it something they can do? So like summer salads was great for my church because people were around. They just couldn't commit to every week, right? But it may not be for your church if everybody leaves in the summer, right? So you have to kind of think, what is a way that we can keep people connected that makes sense for them during the summer? That's right. And I also think that it's a great time to try new things. So feel free to test ways to connect with people, to build that community throughout the summer, test ways that you are communicating to people, with people, how they're communicating to and with you. Summer is really a great way to try out new things and see what sticks, what works, what doesn't. And, you know, those are things that you could incorporate into the fall and kind of school year ministry as well. So, yeah, I think both connecting and community are interconnected. They are the same in a lot of ways. So the way that we communicate, the way that we connect and build community throughout the summer should really be the focus of your communications. That should be the highlight. That should be your primary focus is connecting with people, building community, helping them stay connected while they are away. And as you know, to feel part of the congregation so that when they come back in the fall, hopefully they don't feel like they've missed anything and they're still a part of that. Agreed. Agreed. One last thing that we wanted to share is just remember, I think we kind of touched on this at the beginning, but remember that you can you can actually create resources to help people worship together or 
study together in their homes or worship, family worship resources. I know that at our church during the pandemic, when we were not having like, let's say vacation Bible school at church, we created like mini kits for families to be able to use together at home. So they got all the tools they needed to do the fun activity, the little craft that goes with this specific day, um, all that kind of stuff. And so there's different ways that you can do that, do those types of things. You can have it available for people to pick up or you can drop it off at their home or you can have all the resources be digital depending on what makes sense for your church. But anyway, like I said, we have a lot of ideas. We have more than ABCs, but we are trying to keep our episodes to 20 minutes. So we just wanted to give you uh, some ideas and some encouragement to connect, communicate, build community, all the C's. Absolutely. With with church juice, which is also a C. (laughs) Well, hey, thank you for taking time out of your day today to listen to the Church Juice podcast here as a rant a little bit about summertime communication. But listening is really just the start. So to take today's topic to the next level, hear from other church communicators. We would love to hear from you, too, about how you stay connected and communicate throughout the summer head to our Facebook group. Join the conversation there. You can find the link to that group along with all of the links and show notes from today's episode at churchjuice.com slash podcast. The Church Juice Podcast is a listener-supported production of Reframe Ministries, a family of programs designed to help you see your whole life reframed by God's gospel story. Church Juice is produced by Brian Haley with post-production by Minimal Media Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information about Church Juice, visit churchjuice.com. For information on Reframe Ministries and our family of programs, visit reframeministries.org.